Is any one of you in trouble? You should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Some of you have already been doing that, right? I felt like I probably should have cowboy boots or something this morning. But I, I didn't. Know. Is anyone sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. And again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crop. My brothers, if one of you should wander from the truth, and someone should bring him back, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of his way will save him from death and cover over a multitude of sins. Lord, as we have come before you and prayed and... Uh, Whatever it is that we're still holding on to that we need to let go of right now, we would do that before you. There will be nothing distracting us. Lord, that we would make the decision as we open up our Bibles and open up our hearts and minds to you that we would open up to whatever you want. And that we would not have a desire to just sit in our religion comfortable unchanged but that we would be set free in our relationship with you in a way that follows you and in a way that brings glory unto your name by allowing you to enter with us in this move, work in a way that only you can do. Lord, I, I pray as we hear uh, this message from you today, recognizing that much of it is something that we know, but it is not something that we are fully engaged in in what your plan is for our life. Let us step into all that you have planned here so that not only we would know it, but that the world around us will see all that you have. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. On commu this Communion Sunday, we take a slight break from our new series, Living in the Spirit, to look at that special one another messages that were taking place mainly on communion Sundays. That's why today. And we've been looking at the one another commands in the word of God that spring from one main command, and that is to love one another, which is ultimately seen in Jesus and his love for us. In fact, we think about Jesus' love for us and we see the symbols today before us in the communion elements of the full extent of his love for us. But it's not just on the cross that he showed his love. He showed in a number and a variety of ways, including the fact that 
He is praying for you and for me right now. By the way, if you don't have the sermon notes, they should be laying, and hopefully they're the right ones, uh, about love praise here, as you see. See, Jesus showed his love in so many ways, and one of the ways he still shows his love to us that maybe sometimes we don't remember is that Jesus is praying for us yet. Uh Uh-oh. This is on. I'm not getting a... Oh, wait, wait. Uh, There we go. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus who died. More than that, who was raised to life and is at the right hand of God and is what? Interceding for us. Let's look at another place. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. And that we, we understand that word intercession, intercede, means to pray. And that's the one other command in our passage here that we just read in James chapter 5 in verse 16. It says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. Pray for one another. The command to pray for one another. And just as Jesus love prays, so we can follow his example by lifting one another up in prayer. Living out his love for them in a way that is wide, that is deep and high. So this morning, we're going to look at three different ways that we can have a love that prays for one another, beginning with, first, the fact that we need a love that prays wider. We need a love that prays wider than probably what we are praying even right now. And first off, when we're talking about wider, it means more than and wider than me, myself, and I. Hopefully, there's a sense that most of us are asking prayers that the prayers that we're asking are not primarily self-centered, focused on our own personal, individual issues and interests, but that our circle of prayer is wider than me. Because ultimately, that's really what Christianity is about. Unfortunately, we've made it in our culture more individualistic. We've made it about really, it's really only about our own personal, private relationship with Jesus. And the reality is Christianity is so much more than that. And it involves... Not just me, but we. In fact, as we're talking about prayer, what's one of the most famous prayers you can think of? We call it the Lord's Prayer, technically the Disciples' Prayer. But as we look at it here in Matthew chapter 6, we're going to see this is far from some personal, private, individual prayer. We say it, we know it, but have we really thought about it? By the way, the caps are my emphasis. Just kind of throwing that out there. That's not. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give what? Us today our daily bread. And forgive who? Our debts. As who? Have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation but deliver from the evil one jesus model 
When asked, how do we pray? What do we, you know, what is it that we do? Jesus' model for us is not some personal, private prayer between us and God, between myself and God. It is about us. Prayer. We, we need a love that prays wider and recognizing that's where Jesus started with his example for us. Wider, not just in the things as you see here on the screen in, in Matthew chapter 6, not just in the things we're praying, but for the people. Wider circle of who is being prayed for. Beyond myself and beyond my own little world of people. God has put within our circle, people that he has entrusted us to, and not just a small little circle of close friends, but wider than that. You know, what are the, the circles, so to speak? Think about it. What are the circles of, of prayer in our life the, that deal with the circles of people in our life around us? There are those who are really close to us. There are those that, that, that maybe not close, but we know and we care about them. And then there's another circle of, of those who are just acquaintances. We, we we may know their name, we may not know their name. We know them to see them. We may see them at the store. We may see them uh, down on the stairs and at the one o- at the office or whatever it might be. And then there's even a circle beyond that of of others. Who do we need to make sure a circle of prayer is being drawn around in our life? Now, I would venture to say that every day there is a sense that I'm praying for a number of, of different people and in a number of different ways. And yet still, even with that, there are times it hits me later. I should have prayed with that person. Or I missed that opportunity. I missed that opportunity to pray with that person that's Outside of even the outer circle, somebody I just met, I don't know their name, don't know them or anything. They're just, I've been walking on the street and there they are. Engaged in conversation and you know what? I should have prayed with them. I should have made my circle wider in that moment. Who knows what God would have done. As we think about our prayers, including others making that circle wider, think about so many different people like Abraham. Remember him interceding for Lot? But it wasn't just Lot, was it? It was all of Sodom and Gomorrah and all that was there. He made that, he was concerned about that nephew, but he made that circle bigger in his prayer and what he was looking for. There are others like Moses making that circle bigger on behalf of his people, including those who were a pain, very big pain, and unfortunately a bigger pain in God because he was about to wipe them out. But Moses, even though those people continued to be a problem to him, he prayed on their behalf. Do we have a love that cares that cares enough to watch over those around us. Not just in our little circle, but in a bigger circle that God has drawn in our life. Because wherever we go, there is that bigger circle that is just going with us. Spiritual watchmen on the walls. Does our love extend to prayer beyond our walls? 
beyond not only our walls of our earthly family, beyond the walls of this he- uh, heavenly church family, so to speak, to those that we're called to love in our community, to the government, our businesses, the health sectors, our schools. Uh, and many of these are each week listed in the newsletter of not only people within our congregation, family to pray for, but beyond that, are we praying beyond the building, beyond our homes, beyond this valley, beyond the county, the state, the country, all the way to the world? Is our prayer for others wide enough? Wide enough to the calling that God has put to each and every one of us, like the calling that we read about in First Timothy. Well, maybe First Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Go ahead. I urge you then, first of all, that requests and prayers and intercession and thanksgiving be made for who? Everyone. That's a big circle. For kings and all those in authority that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior. There's a sense that love prays wider, is praying for a wide variety of things. In James chapter 5 here in verse 13, that you're in trouble, pray. You're happy, you sing songs, that's still a prayer. How about if you're sick, you pray. There's just a number of different things, a number of different areas. Pray, pray, pray wider. In fact, in Ephesians 6, 18... Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers. How many of us have really thought through that? All kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert. Always keep on praying for all the saints. Widen our circles not only into who we're praying for, but to widen our circle of prayer and what we're praying for. Praying for all these things. To have... Let's just say, let's think about our earthly families. Most of us here have a loving concern for our earthly family, including for them spiritually. But do we really pray about them and their spiritual needs and their relationship with God? Now, if somebody's kind of going their own way and problems, yeah, we pray for it. But what if everything's just going fine? When are we praying? Only when there's problems? Are we making our circle bigger of what we're praying for? To express a love for them that is wider than the immediate concerns in their life to praying God's concerns for them. God's concerns to pray now about what not just will be tomorrow, but a year from now or 10 years from now. And this deals with our church family as well. We, we have made such a narrow prayer life, uh, a narrow prayer in our requests of what we have. God bless them. Or do we regularly pray for specific areas that God wants to bless them in? Do we have a greater love? to a wider prayer for both church as a whole and the individuals within us. And how many of these things that we see, that we think about, even as we're talking to people about, 
How many of those are we talking to God about? How often has there been something that you've heard, you've seen a need or that you know and have a burden for, but do we take it to God? Or do we just keep with our own narrow prayers? We pray regularly. We may even pray for a while, but it's the same exact things or the same exact problems sometimes going beyond that. Who are the people that you are more, uh, let's just take here. Who are the people that you are talk with on a regular basis, at least more often on a Sunday morning when we get together? They, they may not be your best friends in the world, but they're people that you connect with. Then maybe it's small talk. Maybe it's more than small talk. It's about what's happening in their life. I, I just want us to be challenged to take our church friendships to something that is wider, that is longer, that by committing to pray for those people throughout the week that we talk with here on Sunday morning, we would talk to God with even throughout the week. We would talk to we would have a, a, a love that prays wider for others. That is a love that prays with others as well. A love that prays wider for others is a love that prays with others. As we're thinking about the wideness of this, uh, praying with people, prayer partners, your family members, your small group, the, those you get together with on occasion, friends, those you're just friendly with, whatever it might be. Where's a love that prays not just for them, but right there with them? We have many ways to do to pray for one another and our different needs. Just asking, talking to somebody, giving them a call, a text, an email, uh, bringing them uh, those needs before myself or the elders and mention it to us. There's a request list that's printed up on Wednesdays. Uh, that we pray for on Wednesday night, but anybody can put those on there if you have a request to uh, the circle ever widening. In fact, there's a, that sheet that's made up with those prayer requests that go from just us all the way out to our state, to our our world. There are requests there. And if even if you're not here on a Wednesday night, would like to get that, we have not only copies you could pick up on a Sunday, but uh, those could be sent to you via email. There are others, like the email prayer chain, uh, that for more urgent matters, Polly is taking care of that for us in many ways. But you, you can connect with that on the church app, uh, sharing out a request. You can also uh, go to the church website. There's a, like a little button as you go down the church website on the main page, home page, and, and it says prayer requests. You know, how, how can we pray for you? Prayer requests. Just click on that. And it will be a place to do it, and it gets delivered to us. So there's so many different ways that we can be praying for one another. That we, It's available, but are we actually walking in that wider circle of what is available to us and what God wants to do for us and in us? There's a wide, away, a wide, wide array of things that God wants to do in other people's lives through prayer. There's a wider circle of people that we can join God in helping. And there's a sense that when we talk about a wide love, we're talking about that which is a long love. I, I was reminded by Wesley Duell, a prayer warrior who talks about how we are still reaping the long results of prayers from David. King David. We're still reaping the long results from people like Isaiah and Paul 
certainly Jesus and beyond. But not only them, but those who have followed all throughout history, people like Wesley and Finney and Ian e. Bounds. We're still reaping now a wider, a longer. The love that they had is coming around even now. How many of us in our lives have experienced God's move from prayers of grandparents that have passed on even long ago? It's not just about today as we think about widening our prayers. It's not just about praying in this moment for that immediate concern, but praying for things that go beyond this moment go beyond my little circle things that will impact future generations far far out wider and wider you know wesley duell says this you can do more to move the world for god on your knees than you can in any other way you can bless more lives through intercession than you can in any other way The greatest work that you will ever do for God is to intercede in accordance with His will. And for some people, uh, it's a little hard to say, well, I could do this or I could do that. You know, and there's some really good things. Yes, there are some really good things we can do. But are we saying that whatever our really good things we can do are better than what the sovereign God of all the universe can do? We've got to lean into this. A love that prays wider, but more than that, it's about a love that prays deeper. Uh, we often see Jesus' heart broken, uh, broken with such deep concern and prayers, going deeper than just about the facts of what's happening, being broken for people, weeping on a number of occasions. Obviously, regarding those like we're surrounding Lazarus, or if we look at Luke chapter 19 and verse 41 and 42, Jesus, as he approached Jerusalem, saw the city, And he wept over it and said, if you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring peace. But now it is hidden from your eyes. There are times like Christ that we can and we should pray with tears. With a deep groaning and longing. Not tears we're manufactured, but that which the depth that we have and join with God. And the depth that we join with the others around us in their needs comes out. A deeper love, bringing about a deeper prayer. As many have prayed and or said in some way, similar fashion, and before, Lord, let my heart be broken with the things that break your heart, O oh God. Some of us have had those times in our life where our heart has been broken about things that are happening in our life and we have come before God with tears and we have prayed. Often those things are just those, that circle that's closest to us or is affecting me. But when do we get the depth of prayer that is not just about me and my inner circle, but a depth of prayer we feel that same brokenness, that same depth for others to join God in his great love to pray 
let my heart be broken with the things that break your heart, so deeply burdened. As Romans twelve fifteen says, to weep with those, not just rejoice with those who rejoice, but weep with those who weep, even in prayer, going deeper. And some, even in talking about this, some just, just discount this. You know, weeping or, or crying or having, having some kind of depth of emotion with this, that, that's, that's not logical. That's not, that's, not what it's, that's not what it's all about. That's what God's love is about for us. It's not all that it's about. And that's what God asks of us to love Him with, not just all our mind, but with all our heart. Paul talks about the ministry in Acts 20 of serving the Lord with tears. There are so many other examples. Those who pray deeply for others, for David, from David to Isaiah to Josiah, Jeremiah, Nehemiah, Jeremiah. Think about Jeremiah. You know, there's so many different places we could just put up here on the stream. But Romans 8, 21 to 9, 1. Since my people are crushed, I am crushed. I mourn and horror grips me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is there no healing for the wound of my people? Oh, that my head were a spring of water and my eyes a fountain of tears. I would weep day and night for the slain of my people. These are the kind of things we see on TV when we change the channel. Are these the kind of things even now we want to change? We accept, wait a minute, this doesn't work. Can't change the pastor up there. What? Depth. We need a love that prays deeper. Not merely lifting others up who are going through deeper waters, but praying deeper the burdens that Christ has for them. Not just their burdens, but Christ all around this world. Do we know what it is to have a prayer burden from God? Not just something you're burdened about that's happening in your life or somebody that you care about that you have a burden for what's happening. Do you know what it's like to have been given and to enter with God into a burden? It's not a special interest of yours. It's not a personal concern. It's not a soapbox that we're standing on, but a divine spirit-born burden that has been not compromised with any fleshly motivations, but come from God out of a love for others that reflect His love. Galatians 6 2 says, Carry each other's burdens, and this way you fulfill the law of Christ, the law of Christ that is love, a love that prays deep, that comes out of a place of deep commitment, that, a love that has died to self and is putting others before ourselves, therefore setting aside the things of this world and calling attention, so to speak, calling uh, so that we might give undivided attention. To a deeper prayer. Have we been moved by such deep concern that we fast and pray on a regular basis for things? You know, we talk about, oh, I've prayed about it, prayed about it, you know, and I just. When have we really gotten deeper? All in in our prayer for some of these things. 
However, we even fasted and prayed. There's a depth of prayer that not only weeps, but wars for others. Deeper prayer wrestles against the powers of darkness that we know in Ephesians 6.12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities and the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. These are not the times of prayer where we're struggling to stay awake. Oh, I just, I'm going to pray, but I just got to stay awake here. Uh, maybe I just need to move around. When we have the depth of prayer where we are struggling for, uh, for someone, we're not struggling to be awake. Someone has said this, until we learn that life is war, we will not know what prayer is for. Until we learn that life is war, we will not know what prayer is for. We see this example in the life of Epaphras in Colossians chapter 4, verse 12. Epaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends greeting. He is always wrestling, always wrestling in prayer for you that you may stand firm in the will of God, mature and fully assured. Notice, it's a wider prayer. He's not just praying for whatever their immediate particular need. Oh, they're going to struggle with this. But he's praying and wrestling in prayer, a deeper prayer that doesn't just weep, but wars for them. Think about Jesus and Simon Peter. In that moment, they're talking about, oh, I will not deny you, Lord, and all that. And Jesus turns to him in Luke chapter 22 and says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Can we have the depth of Jesus' prayer? Battling on a spiritual lever. And to enter and to stay in that arena and battling for somebody like that. The only way that happens is by love. And perhaps there are many that really what needs to take place is we need to battle together together with others, to battle together with someone that's going through it or just others, which can be so much more effective than just trying to do this on our own in a a depth of battle in prayer, knowing that ultimately, while it is God who answers prayer, it is His power that changes things. There are plenty of scriptures that somehow make the distinction that there is something special that takes place when two or three are gathered. There I am in Matthew 18. For all that matters, Ecclesiastes 4, verses 9 through 12, do we think about this even in the sense of prayer together? Two are better than one because they have good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Also, if two lie down together, they can keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? The one may be overpowered, but two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. We use that at weddings. I didn't use it there at a wedding. And even in that, in our relationships, do we recognize that where we are strong together, one of the strongest, the best places and the strongest places that we can be strong together is in prayer. Because it's then Him, what He does. A love that prays deeper 
needs to be that sense that we're willing to be open and honest with others about those things in our life that need the deeper prayer to share that. You know, throughout the years, throughout the years, I've heard Christians blaming other Christians. I, I, I don't, there's probably another word to use there, but they're blaming other Christians for not caring enough about them. They just don't care about me. They don't even care enough about me. You're talking about prayer and people don't even pray about for me. And yet, 90 plus percent of the time I'm talking with those people, you found out, you know, they never said anything to anyone. Well, people should just know. I can't tell you how many times that's been said. People should just know. There are so many right responses to that, even biblical responses to that, but that's not a part of the message, okay? So I, I'm going to try not to go there other than this. And let's just look to God. God knows what you need before you ask. Amen? But God's not going to give you what you need until you ask. That's the second amen that needs to take place. You hear where I'm going? Is it God himself already knows, but that's not enough? Well, they should already know. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter to God because he says in James chapter 4, you have not because you ask not. I'm talking about how people don't care if we never share. We've got to get deeper in our prayer. We've got to get deeper in our conversations with one another. truly seek God's answer together. And part of that is, is what's spoken of here in, in, in James chapter 5. As he talks about what he's wanting to do, therefore confess your sins to each other, pray for each other so that you may be healed. My brothers, in verse 19, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring him back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save him from death and cover over a multitude of sins. Showing our love through prayer can have a deep impact on people's lives, even like that. Finally, we need a love that prays higher. Ultimately, whenever we pray, Whenever we are praying, it is because of and begins with our connection that we have to God because of Jesus. Whenever we're praying, it's not because of a religion, a religious thing that we're doing. Whenever we pray, it is about us coming into the presence of the Almighty God. Even when we're praying for others. We, we recognize that when we have a personal prayer with God, but even when we're praying for others. I think of Second Chronicles chapter 30, verse 27. The priests and the Levites stood to bless the people, and God heard them. To bless the people, to pray that blessing upon them, and God heard them, for their prayer reached heaven, His holy dwelling place. Have a prayer, to have a love that prays higher, that takes us to God, not just talk with one another about it. 
praying to the one who loves us more than anyone else in the universe does. And that our prayers, we would recognize when we're talking to God, it comes out of our relationship to, with Him. But when I'm praying for you, that comes out of my relationship to Him as well. You understand what I'm saying? Is it somehow we like separate? Like I got this relationship with God and He and I talk and, and I can share these things and ask and request. But then somehow we go into this religious mode when we're praying for somebody else. Okay, Lord, let me just give you. You know what? It is all about, it's still, that relationship is still talking to him about and with and for others. Whenever we pray for another, it's out of love for them. And we're connecting them to God, the God that we love on a higher plane. It's as if we're connecting, when we're praying for someone else, as if we were taking their hand and grabbing a hold of God's hand at the same time and trying to connect their hands together as we pray. Intermediaries here on earth touching heaven. A prayer that is higher for someone is not just praying, but praying for them, but uh, praying with them. Because in that moment, you know what? They may not only just be a little down, but their faith may be a little down. And have a little trouble trusting. And we read in James chapter 4 here, or 5 here, um, where it says in verse 15, And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well, and the Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. doesn't mean necessarily the person, I mean, obviously we want to trust and believe, but a prayer offered in faith is not just about the person who's there, it's about the people surrounding him and praying for him. And sometimes we need people to lift us up before God and believe for us, to help us. An example that's given here of, of taking our prayer to a higher level is the example of, of Elijah. Elijah. In verse 16. It talks about how the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And Elijah was a man just like us. And he prayed that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its crops. Do we take our prayer to a higher level, recognizing our connection with God and who he really is that we're bringing our prayer before? Because ultimately it's not about Elijah, right? It was about, it was God. It, it says, yes, pray, pray this way, but it is the Lord who will raise him up. But yet it is necessary to pray. Elijah, and to even be like Elijah. And I know people are like, well, I could never be like Elijah. I'm not a prophet. I mean, he prayed and it didn't rain and that's it. But that's the whole point. Elijah was a man just like us. Has nothing to do with something special about Elijah. He was human as any the rest of us. But he was able to take his prayers beyond just here, up higher than himself to an amazing and miraculous God and what he was able to do. For what could happen right here today if we pray for one another? In fact, that's what we're going to do. You know, here's what God says. We're going to pray for one another. We're going to pray for one another in just a few minutes. There were different things. There was somebody on Wednesday night in our time of praise that shared a testimony about how 
they had been experiencing back pain or back problems that it caused them problems and that uh, an individual had prayed for them and they were given testimony that night pain's gone nothing no problems period now obviously it was god who did it but it happened through the vehicle of another person praying praying wider praying deeper praying higher all as it deals with God and what he does. So at the end of this message this morning, before communion, we're going to give you the opportunity to make our prayers wider, deeper, higher, out of love for one another, taking them to God and seeing what he can do as we see this. And and for us just to say, hey, to recognize not only today, but that use this as a, a, a practice session as we go out into the world as God's ambassadors to be able to do the same with those who are in the wider circle. You know, somebody share something with you. Would it be okay if I pray with you right now? You know, many times some of us have gotten bold enough to say, you know, I, I'll remember that in prayer. I, I'll be praying for you. Well, first of all, if you say, can I, can I pray for you right now about it? You don't have to worry about forgetting about it. <laughs> you know, how many times you say that and you forget? Okay, well, number one, you don't have to worry about forgetting about it. Secondly, it's an opportunity to show right then and there that you actually do care because you're praying for them. And thirdly, it may be that they themselves are struggling and they themselves can't even pray for them. I don't know if you've ever been there. Maybe none of you have ever gotten to a a dark night of the soul where even you yourself find it difficult to pray or even imagine that that's possible, but it is. And it may be in that moment and you're praying for them is what they cannot do for themselves in that moment. To take that prophecy. And I I realize, as we're talking about, okay, we're going to break out of the routine. We're not going to do communion. We're going to pray for one another briefly here. Uh, That just, just some people are just bugging them, you know. Why do I have to, you know, there's just, there's going to be problems, you know. I wish the pastor didn't say this, you know. Uh, you're just going to get in trouble. Uh, this is going to be nothing but problems. Because what's going to happen? Somebody's going to say, nobody came and prayed with me. I feel offended. Guess what? I'm also going to have somebody come and say, somebody came and prayed with me. I, I, I didn't want anybody to come and pray with me. I'm offended. Okay, here's the thing. I know by saying this and by us doing this, there's going to be some people who are offended. But guess what? Since I, I can't pick which side I'm going to listen to, I'm just going to listen to God's side who says here in James chapter 5, pray for one another. I'm just going to listen to him and give us opportunity to do that because I believe that God wants to do something. We've prayed, you know, we're on only Wednesday. There was those who were praying for God to do something in this moment to look for him. And for us just to go and to, and to ask, how can I pray for you? And, and, and for those who are special, like, well, nobody prayed with me. All right, there's two things about that. One, our greatest blessings come not when somebody brings it to us, but when we go and be a blessing. So I encourage you just to get up and go to someone. It may be somebody that's right in your row, right? It's somebody beside you. That's fine. But it also may be because we have prayed and I have prayed and uh, and walked around the sanctuary and just trusted God to move. And if you're just there and you 
feel that's where God wants you and nobody comes to you, then I believe that is what the Spirit of God wants to do in this moment. And that's okay. It's okay. But for us to, to get up and, and to pray, I know, and somebody said, well, wait, wait, I, I can't pray. I can't pray out loud or I, I you know, what I, I, I uh, the prayers are not about you. It's about the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 26. Holy Spirit helps us with the words we need to know. But, but, but I don't know what I would, how, I'm not able to say, but you're able to have a conversation with me. So you should be able to have a conversation with others. And uh, that's ultimately what prayer is. Somewhere along the road, religion has given us a wrong thinking uh, about some kind of high pollutant words that need to be used in a prayer uh, where people just say, you know what, I'm not a great prayer. That's okay, because fortunately it only depends upon a great God, not about our great prayers. I, I used to think about it this way. I have, I, I've talked about my grandkids before. Um, you should be glad I'm not showing pictures and all that. Um, but it, it started talking more and then using our names and using my name, uh, whatever name they call. So I, I give you an example. Uh, um, even a couple weeks ago, you know, it, it, they're just a little over two. The one it's like, Papa, come. And it's usually there's some motion, you know, but it's communicating. Papa, come. Papa, down. <laughs> you know, and it's amazing how strong that kid is to pull me down to the ground to play with cars. Uh, and or, or or Papa, and I have absolutely no idea what the word that was just used. I don't think it is a word. It was well, I I don't know, but apparently it means I'm thirsty. <laughs> now I mean, even the parents have said that's what that's what he says when he's thirsty, or that's what he says when he's hungry. So Papa, I and so you know, and in that moment when he says that. Do I say to him, oh, I know what you want, but I'm not giving it to you because you have to use correct English and I want you to put it in a sentence. No, I don't say that. Because I love that kid. He doesn't have to have it perfect in the way he's talking and what he's saying. I know what he wants. He's tried to communicate to me and I'm going to make sure he gets that food, especially junk food. My parents, you know. Hey, you know, I've got to pay back the kids some way. But, I, you know, I, I am a flawed human got, uh, grandfather, father. He is a perfect heavenly father. Do not be concerned about your words any more than any two-year-old would be about saying. It's, just, it's about the relationship and just coming and just let it go. Now, here's. For those who are still about ready to have a heart attack. <laughs> I, I, and I know I'm making this a little longer, but I don't want to put pressure beyond what the Holy Spirit is putting on you. I want you to understand that. Always. I do believe that we have allowed religion, we have allowed how people think about us and uh, of having to be perfect and all those kind of things to influence this. And that God can use you to pray out loud. But listen, you don't have to. But instead, during this time, we're going to get up and go to someone and say, Hey, how can I pray for you? And, and, and if it's okay, 
I just want to, I'm just going to put my hand on your shoulder. I'm just going to pray for you silently, but I will be praying for what your need is with you right here, right now, and taking it before the Father. So if that's where you're at, you know, just say, I'm just going to, I want to pray for you. And right now, just where I'm at, I'm just going to pray silently for you, but I am praying. Father, I pray that you'd help us even now as we do this to see you move in mighty and powerful ways. We're praying that you would help us to pray as we ought, Holy Spirit. That we would put into practice your word here, but more than that, we would see you move as only you can in Jesus' name. You see up on the screen here, it may be somebody that you'll go to and say, well, I don't really have anything. Think about those uh, ones that were blessing. Here's kind of a way of thinking about the body, the labor, the emotional, the social, and the spiritual. So let's just, let's all stand together at the very least in this moment. We're not going to sing a song. We're not going to do anything other than just take about uh, five, let's say five, six minutes. This is just a brief prayer. You can go wherever you want within the sanctuary here, but just go ahead, someone beside you, around you, and just say, how can I pray for you today? Otherwise, we're just going to stand and look at one another. So go ahead. Find someone. And if God's just telling you to stay right where you're at, that's fine too. But just spend a couple of minutes in prayer. What, how can I pray for you? And then just do it. Don't, not a lot of talk with one another. Talk to God. It can be with the person you came with as well.